FAMCAST MEDIA And we're live here at Lucky 13 Saloon in the back room of Lucky 13 Saloon. And we got Jamal here. Yo. We got D back there. Yo, yo. Me, Jeff, and D. I'm going to always let you introduce the Jersey guys. We'll let you introduce the Jersey guys. All right. Today, man, we got one of the fucking Hudson County legends in the fucking house. MOD, fucking Angry Corpses, the main motherfucking man, Tim Shredding McMurtry. What's up, brother? Hey. Hi, man. How you guys doing? Good, Tim. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. Busy. Yeah, good, good. Busy's good, man. Busy's good. Busy working class, man. I'm glad we made this happen. Yeah, no, man. Me too. Me too. And how it yep. is. How's things with you now, man? What you doing with uh uh I I'm sure I knew everybody took a break during COVID and all that kind of bullshit. Are you still doing full scale riot? Full scale riot is on the basically, I think we, we I mean we we made a great run with it. And uh the guys are all we're all doing different things. Jeff's doing slap jaw. The bass player, you guys had him on, I think, a while back. Yeah, I remember um, that, Yeah, BJ and Evan are doing, um, they have a new group with the guys from Bulldoze, and um, it's called Zero Trust, and those guys are playing some shows, and, you know, they got some new music out, so they're doing their thing, too. And then, you know, I've been doing Angry Corpses as of late, you know, going back to the original roots and the original band that I was from. Before MOD, that kind of formed MOD. Nice. Now, how many, how many original guys you got in there? Well, Angry Corpses was uh, formed by Kenny Ballone. Okay. Kenny Ballone uh, just passed away. I, I don't know if you've heard, but a lot of people all know about this in the scene. Um, unfortunately, um, he uh, he just got sick real quick and went down fast. He was very secretive about you know his personal stuff and we didn't really know too much of what was going on but had a feeling something was wrong and sure enough you know um you know like it was like a four-month quick thing and That's and it. it was so fast that it just like blew everyone's minds and uh it was very rough and uh but kenny kenny was the guy who formed angry corpses even before Keith Davis, the original drummer that was in MOD, and myself, original guitar player, even before we were with him in the band, he had a band, Angry Corpses. So he was like known as Ken the Corpse Balone. You know, basically, Kenny, Kenny, you know, he jammed in his basement, which was like three blocks from where the Misfits was. And that's where we jammed. And that's originally where MOD was formed in that basement as well. Nice. So. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really about that. That's fucking. Yeah. Uh, that's tough to go on after something like that, too, man. With the fucking band, man. I'm sure that's not uh, not easy. You know what? <laughs> you would think for the most part it wouldn't be, but not really. When it comes to, you know, when you when you do a recording with the person, and you know, at the end we were talking a lot, and he was like, "Please." Do not stop doing this. Take carry on my legacy, whatever it was, and you know what we started, and make sure you put this thing out. He was like, make sure you put this EP out. We have an EP that's going to be coming out, 
on Upstate Records, and very soon the singles start dropping. So um, the first video is a song called Kill the Bully. We got Danny Diablo on the song, and uh, the song is coming out. The video is getting edited right now as we speak. I'm like actually checking edits tonight, and I think we'll have the edits, uh, you know, final edit done by the middle of the week, and I don't know how fast Upstate's going to drop it, but I think pretty quick. Nice. Where'd you, where'd you do the video? Uh, believe it or not, you know, Donnie, our singer, um, Donnie, Donnie uh, was in a band called Soar and Primer 55. He's from the Midwest, so he's part of the Midwest Monsters out there. Those guys at Force 5 Records. Um, Donnie, Donnie uh, just went, was, just got home from tour with Danny because he manages Danny Diablo, so he just got home from the uh, Agnostic Front Sick of It All tour, and it was the second leg of, of the tour. They originally toured uh, the first time, I think it was like, I don't know, several months ago. And uh, maybe maybe like right before the summer or something. Now they finished up uh, this one, you know, just just recently. So, um, you know, uh, you know, De you know, these guys, he's from out there. And, and Kenny was in Reno and our drummer, you know, Kenny's from Reno now and his family's all out there and Monster the drummer is from california and um you know we we pieced this record together and we're gonna we're gonna drop it the single the singles kill a bully the video was shot all over monster like i said we're, we're all over the whole country basically so monster shot his shit in cali um kenny uh, kenny obviously you know wasn't able to do anything with that we only have footage of him live now remaining um, but we're going to do like a tribute thing with that for him on the video. So expect to see something cool with that. And, uh, you know, like I, like I said, being on tour with uh, Agnostic Front, sick of it all, Donnie got his video stuff done with Danny all together on that on that trip. And they were, I believe they were in Texas. So, right. And then I did everything in Jersey. All right. so I had all the people that knew Kenny and I. A lot of old heads that are still alive and some new ones all came out and represented and it was pretty dope so uh the editing's happening now nice man technology yeah. te technology is a beautiful thing sometimes you can fucking uh do shit like that now it's crazy that's how we did the records you know i would like basically write the music piece it all together and then send it in emails out to everyone and you know i'd play all the parts except for the drums i'd just do like a you know kick snare type of thing that keep the time yeah. And they they just fill in the blanks and send it back, and then I we clean it all up. Me and Eric Rachel, uh, and then we'd uh, basically you know we had all the stuff cleaned up, and we'd uh, mix it, master it, and that's it. Let me ask you a question, Tim. Is do you do you think that's a lot easier doing it through the uh, the online internet stuff like that, or is it easier being in the room with the guys? I don't think. Uh, I mean, easy. Nothing. I mean. You know, it's a, that's a t that's a good question because, like, you know, I think it's not so much the word easy. It's like, what do you feel more comfortable with? Um, because, you know, I mean, it's the vibe of everyone together capturing the vibe uh, and playing together and trying to get that drummer to track that that dope track that you pick out of maybe 10, 10 tracks he lays down to get the foundation is kind of the way that we're normally used to doing it. Most bands are. And it's nice to just lock in all together right there. But I got to say, for doing what we did, 
And even Monster just put the smackdown on this shit so fucking like quickly and got it back to me. It's 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 pretty cool. Either way, you slice it. I think uh I don't know. I'm not one to be like, oh, I like just well, you, already, you already got my money for this one, bro. I'm just waiting for the drop. <laughs> Wait till you hear it, man. We got Capadonna on a track from Wu Tang Clan. It's fire, man. Oh shit. Yo, he fucking killed it, man. He's like first time he ever did a song uh so heavy and a part so heavy doing a crossover like you know like this and and the part i gave him the riff is just like helmety hard hard heavy gloomy hard ass shit it's just so heavy you'll 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 see nice song is called disorder so what do you think when if it takes off and everything good you guys gonna try and do some like live shows with it we're definitely gonna do live shows you know i already just started talking to guitar players and i'm not gonna put nothing out there yet but you know, because I'm going to play in honor of Kenny. Uh, nice. I told everybody since Kenny passed, I'm going to play bass and, uh, and honor him. You know, Donnie and Monster liked the idea, too. And we we're like, you know, we know, you know, like they always say, us guitar players are a dime a dozen. Well, it's true. There's so many guys out there that I know, and they're all been, like, so cool with, like, reaching out to me. And it's the love is the love is there, and especially because of Kenny passed. Like I really appreciate everybody and feel all that love, uh, and it's it's really special to all of us and his family especially. I mean, the mother and father were crushed, uh, and he has two children, an eighteen-year-old daughter and his son that's twenty-five that has autism, and you know he has one sister. He's got one sibling, and it's you know so we're looking out for the family we have a gofundme online so look for that and you know try to help i believe it's still up there uh, um and uh you know we're definitely doing a, a like a celebration of life event and all that so um there's there's stuff like that that's going to go down we're not going to play at it but we're going to play the ep in its entirety nice. uh, and and definitely once the ep drop the songs drop you know you guys i'll I'll send you over the stuff. You know, I just got to wait till upstate and, you know, Mario and Kim, what up guys? Just want to wait for them to say, you know, it's, it's cool. Nice. And we could get that moving. So. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Man. Look, oh, we'll play it over here, dude. Yeah. Looking forward to checking it out, man. No doubt, man. You guys are going to like it. I mean, there's, there's, there's also a track with, uh, Larry, the hunter, you know, that played in Murphy's and sub zero and he's, yeah, yeah. He's, Kings never die now he did a ripping lead and some cool augmentations on a song called always right guy and um the song is like uh you know it's also got um uh it's it, besides his leads it's got this this old school vibe and um you know we we're, we're gonna be uh featuring an, an old friend and it um and uh, I just wanted some stuff to be a surprise. I don't want to leak nah, out. Good, man. Because I want everybody to hear it and I want to come back and do, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot more interviews and stuff. I don't want to leak it all out there yet. I got, yeah, I let, got me, let me ask you another one, Tim. How, yeah. how, was, how was the writing process with you guys all in different states? How was the writing process like that? Well, I, I'm pretty much, the I, I write pretty much everything, music and lyrics. I mean, I always pretty much did. I'm just so fast with it. It flows out of me naturally, and I write. I just write so quickly, and usually the guys just hear it and they're like, "Whoa, 
you know so i mean i it's like i've been pretty much dominantly in the writer so if you know anything about me and you ever heard of rhythm of fear the second mod album that i was part of after usa for mod rhythm of fear i wrote 95 percent music and lyrics of that album the i thought only, that was all you yeah all the music and lyrics is me uh because some of it was uh, i mean there's stuff that was written from by keith davis on there too yeah. a couple of riffs and stuff like that and then um uh there was stuff that was written um uh just lyrics by billy on that but for the most part uh everything everything was pretty much uh my my baby and that was the record that got me dubbed riff master and i wore that badge till since 92 till now that was a and great fucking proud, proudly it was great back in the day. I mean, I moved. He got fucking big for a while too. I mean, I'm sure you guys did some, you guys did some big tours and all that kind of shit back in the day. Yeah, I mean, the first record was so controversial, but it didn't kick in the controversy until we got on tour. Yeah. And we were on tour with Exodus because then every town and city we played, it was like all of a sudden. The, the news knew that we were coming and there was people demonstrating, you know, and it was wild. It was a wild time. I think it was, it was, bef it probably is what started this today's cancel culture. Yeah. Was it? There were people pick, <laughs> there were people picking in your shows when you guys played. Fuck yeah. It was insane. Yeah. It was an insane time because we were just kid. You know, we were 18 years old. Yeah. We, we were kids. Kenny broke his hand so he couldn't make it on that tour. So we got a friend from Chemical Waste, a local hardcore punk band, a thrash band from from Jersey. We were friends with those guys. They were all skaters and shit. We we asked John Monty to play, and he came out. And then you know, after that tour, that's when it all fizzled out. Like is, that's is, when is that John Monty from fucking uh, Dragpipe? He was with them too, I believe, but he's more cowboy, of, cowboy hat kind of. He's always with the cowboy. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, okay. He was more well known, I believe, when he was in that band, uh, uh, Mind Funk. Okay. All right. Yeah, because he was also. I remember he was also used to like fluctuating around with Ministry and stuff like that. He was with Ministry too. Yeah, and he he's still a friend. I talked to him and uh, stuff like that. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've oh, we've awesome. all. Basically, from putting him on there, he, he he went and flourished with his own career, you know. And you know, some guys did, and some came back and left it, left it and came back like me, yeah. or, or dipped dipped in and out. I always did different things, like Rhythm Trip. We, you know, that band was a hardcore. Oh, that was ahead of its time, bro. It was ahead of its time. It was it was it was hip hop fused with heavy metal hardcore, but two rappers and a dj there was no leads the dj was scratching where the leads would normally be and we toured with propane and marauder in europe and we got to open for motorhead typo negative uh uh i mean we better, we, we better give limp biscuit a call because they owe you motherfuckers a check dog <laughs> <laughs> mad boy well you know that was the thing we were so raw it was like too raw for the commercial shit so when we got back from that tour even though people wanted to talk with us and we got offered a corn tour and we missed it because back then the cell phones believe it or not the corn tour we got offers the one that limp biscuit got and they got put on but oh, that's how it happened but the thing is 
the thing is, like, they were way more commercial. They had all that fucking nookie shit and all that crap. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I, I remember seeing Corn on their one of their first tours, and Lords of Brooklyn opened up. So they always kind of gravitated towards that style, you know. You know, you know, and yeah, I got to play with them too, Lords of Brooklyn, and actually, Monster played in Lords of Brooklyn too for a while. Our drummer now, it's kind of ill, man. It's like we all kind of like lock in like a fucking barrel full of monkeys basically you know what i mean we, we in this scene we all kind of like you know clenched you know and gravitated and did things to, and somehow linked back together or just no that's how it all's worked you know forever and uh unfortunately there's some there's some that you'll remain fucking great friends forever with but there's always the ones that will become your enemies or become People that you don't even want to ever fucking talk to again. Yeah, well, and that's, listen. The that's older we get, the, less, the older we get, the less bullshit you want to deal with, too. So, oh, that's exactly what I've been talking about, man. At my age right now, the last thing I want to do is deal with some fucking drama and some bullshit. Like I'm just over it, and I don't want to glorify any rats or anything. So I ain't gonna fucking say talk about any of that shit. It's just time to move forward. And yeah. do our thing, and that's it. And that's play music, play it well, uh, have fun. Like, even I was just talking to the guitar players I'll be talking to, and some of them have done some pretty big things. And um, we were all just like, man, we don't want no, like, bullshit. Like, we just we just want to have fun and play. Like, we don't want, you know, that it's just over. We're over all that shit now, yeah, you know? Just, when you're younger, you tolerate a lot more shit because, you, you know, oh. You want to do your fucking thing and all those kind of stuff. And, you know, you're happy with the music. So you put up yeah. with some dude's nonsense. But then, yeah. you know, after a while, it's, I guess shit gets fucking old. And who the fuck has time for it? it should be you know, fun. you know, that's how it is with everything. And you start to figure out really what's most important in your life. And, you know, like, like, I only want to, you know, like, I, I want to, I, I got something to say, man. I've always been saying fuck you to the man my whole life. Yeah. In my music and lyrics, and I'm still continuing to do it. And I, I don't care. I'm like a kid at heart. Um, I'm a 53-year-old kid that don't give a fuck. I give zero fucks <laughs> if someone likes me or not. And, uh, you know, and I just do my thing and push forward. And, you know, I, I'm glad to say I can't believe the turnout of this video and what we're about to drop with Kill the Bully. And, uh, you know, because when I was a kid, I got bullied, too. When I was a kid, I, I grew up in Jersey City. And when I moved to, a, you know, Garfield, New Jersey, my accent was different than everybody's. I had buck teeth. I had to get braces. I got picked on by kids that were older than me. Then all of a sudden, my teeth got straightened out. I got bigger than those fucking kids. And then I, they started trying to be my friend. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> fuck out of here. You know, but, like. That's the best part about, you know, what, you know, like what, what I do, because it's all so real. I mean, no matter what, everything you hear uh, that you're going to hear. And if you heard the MOD classic TK that we put out like a few years ago, that stuff's all Angry Corpses music now because we're going to be playing it live. And we just did that one off. So whoever got that was like a one off. And then we said, fuck that. Let's drop those three letters. We don't even want to associate with that shit anymore. Yeah. So we want nothing to do with that. For, for us, it's like a fucking curse, and we don't want nothing to do with that shit. Yeah. So, Listen, 
What is good though is you got some fresh shit going with the Angry Corpse. What year did Angry Corpse start? So, uh, I mean, MOD. Like, it, it was early. Yeah. It was early. Uh, Kenny started it earlier than before we met him. So, like, you know, and he was responsible for taking me to my first hardcore show, which was Agnostic Front and GBH. Nice. And yeah, so I guess it, I think Kenny started it in like either like 83 or 84. And one guy that was the singer was Mike Hideous, and Mike was also with the Misfits. Yeah, he was with the Misfits for a while too. Yeah, so it's starting to feel like a small world, man. Where you're naming all these names, man. Dude, it's crazy. Like Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny had big connects, and I had big connects. And in the underground, you know, I, I can't. When I met Kenny, I had long hair, and I was a thrasher. It, but I was a thrasher wearing Doc Martens and rolling my pants up because I fucking loved hardcore, too. And I didn't give a fuck. I was just like, I was what I was. I was a product of my environment. But that's why thrash became what it what it was, which is a mix of hardcore, punk, metal, thrash metal, speed metal, whatever. That's why that's why I, I went back to my roots and went back to this sound with Angry Corpses because I want everyone to uh, know that, you know, this was pretty much a signature thing for us we were part of thrash we we you know we were one of the bands that started crossing over and bringing all that like dri and like you know crumb suckers uh, you know so many so many bands uh leeway even like you know they they, they were one of the first that kind of brought the hip-hop vibe too not one of the first but i mean it's just it's just wild i mean you could drop you could drop a bunch more names but you know, but loving what you do is all that matters. Like, you know, people, you know, like, so, so I'm just loving what I'm doing at my age right now. and could give a fuck about nothing else than basically telling people to fuck off and saying what I want to say. That's fuck it. yeah, man. Yo, the early, early days though, man, they were fun back in the day. You got a, only, you only got a couple of years on me, but like, you know, listen, when that crossover shit started happening, when like thrash metal and you know like suicidal tendencies came out and you know DRI like all those bands when they came what out it was great man and it was funny good because listen I was a long haired guy wearing Doc Martens also but I was like five foot three I was like a little kid I know we get our asses beat too sometimes yeah. like mom try to fuck us up but yeah. like eventually eventually Kenny got me into you know shaving my head you know got me because I was into I was into punk so he's like why don't you just shave that fucking long hair and <laughs> you know, so I was like, fuck it. And, and, and so I shaved into a mohawk, but then I was wearing it like a devil lock, too. And I'll never forget our first show was at the Ritz in 87, opening for Megadeth. That was our first show. It was fucking wow, that's fucking cool. Where yeah, was we it? Were sh- Where was it again? Oh, my God. 1987 at the Ritz, opening for Megadeth and Flotsam and Jetsam. And uh, it was wild. Like... Uh, uh, our whole high, my whole high school showed up there. At least, well, I'd say at least all the burnouts in half the school. That's fucking cool. You know, the metalheads and thrashers, and even kids that weren't, they just came out to see. It was in the school newspaper. It said Bergen Tech thrashers tear it up at the Ritz, oh, and it, yeah. it was wild. It was like rock and roll high school. It was a trippy time. And it was a lot of fun and memories I'll never forget of those old days. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, but but that show was that show was intense because backstage, back to what I'm saying, uh, backstage, you know, 
I was getting kind of like told by some of the old legends of hardcore that were back there, like Rabies and all these guys, you know, a couple guys, I think, uh, from Pro Mags and whatever, but they're like, yo, fucking become a skin, skinhead, you know? That's where it all started with, you know, becoming a skin and then getting more, even more into hardcore. But, um, uh, so, you know, it's just been, it's just been, uh, there's definitely some 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 real interesting things that I could probably put down one day if anyone gives a fuck about reading it. That's for sure. For all these years, that's what's good about doing interviews, though, to sit and hear fucking stories like this too. You know what I mean? Like the the, yeah. all, the all the beginnings is always fucking awesome. You pass. How was the west? Uh, how would how did the West Coast take you guys when you guys went out there with? Um, Dude, Exodus I got pictures sent from kids. Because I'll never forget that there were seats being ripped out of the theater and th- all the foam was being thrown around the whole theater while we were playing. It was fucking totally insane. And I believe, I don't want to say the wrong city, but I, I don't know why I always forget it because they remind me when I post the picture. But these kids are soaking wet thrashers. And they're soaking, they're sitting on these chairs. The chairs and they're fucking ripped up. All the seats are ripped up. But man, I think it was the show that Slayer actually and Metallica came backstage and were partying with us. They were like stealing our beer. <laughs> it was fucking wild, dude. That's it was, wild. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, like, and then there was there was just so many cool things like the Detroit Harpo shows, like an infamous thing and. I'm not going to talk about it because I think they're still mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't want to like really go there, but let me just say I think the statute was, of limitations is up. So <laughs> just back to the story, but let me just say it was probably if we wanted to open the floodgates and just totally have that place to rubble, it probably could have happened. It was scary. Yeah. Was, but we didn't intend on that. It's just, Shit just happened that was out of our hands and uh, with with some of the bouncers. And it was all started at pushing the kids off the stage because the stage wow. at Harper really, really high stage. It's like 10 feet or 12 feet high. Yeah. So they were they, the one bouncer was an asshole. The way he was pushing them off, they were just sitting there. And uh, it just pissed off Billy and then pissed us all off. We're all watching it. And then shit happened real quick and then it got crazy. But they have one side to it, and we have one side to it. But it's so long ago that shut the fuck up about it already. We'll come back and play now. Yeah. But but you know, <laughs> you know, listen. The thing was though, you know, a lot of the bouncers now, like that, that work at shows like that and shit, have been in the scene, so they know how to handle things. Back then, though, there wasn't. There was no. that shit was new. You know what I mean? So like, some of these bouncers were fucking like these big jock dicks that were like. You know, wanted to throw a whole bunch of fucking young kids around, and it was obnoxious back then. Yeah, you know? there was more. They were older, and they were yeah. like bikerish. Yeah, yeah, bikers, looked, same shit. It looked like yeah that they were out of touch with it. Yeah, and, and you know that's a, that's always a problem, and that's my opinion. You know, they could have their fucking opinion, but they're not on this podcast. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so tough. Sorry, guys. Still love you. Yeah. <laughs> listen, that's what happens. And listen, man, and just you know, coming up since then and listen, owning a club now, 
it's I'm actually happy kids have chilled out a little bit more, you know what I mean, than they were back in the day. Because like you say, like ripping the seats out and all that kind of shit, that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, uh, I mean, back then it was just a whole different time, and we were like, we were marked as the PMRC band and the fucking. I mean, we just. We were just like one of those CDs that was thrown into the pile with all those mothers like yelling at us. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, we were definitely like, we were like, you know, on the most wanted list. You know, it is what it is. Like, you know, talk all the shit you want, but it was true, man. Yeah. You know, we had fat women's rights protesting us and all kinds of shit. It was crazy. <laughs> That's got to be fucking interesting, though. For good stories. It was good stories, let me tell you. It was was good it, no, but you were an eighteen year old kid. Was it intense for you? Like fucking moms yelling at you? you were like, come on, man. It's like I'm trying to have some fun and play some music. Yeah, because man, I was already being a little son of a bitch at twelve years old. Yeah. By the time I hit eighteen, it just turned into a grown, you know, uh, you know, you're eighteen, you're an adult. So I was an adult son of a bitch by that point. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it, but it is. But like all intentions, I was like, I, you know, that's why I wrote "Kill the Bully," this new single, because like back to that, you know, it's because like it just shows like that the little nerd one day is gonna fucking knock your fucking lights out. Yeah, and and basically that's what we say in the song because it's true. Like when people get picked on like that, you know, and and this and that, I just you know who who likes a fucking bully, you know, e mostly everybody nowadays like and i you know you know it's just like it's still going on and it's mostly going on like online now like these kids don't even go out and fucking play with one another anymore how the fuck are they gonna meet a bully yeah. i mean maybe in school but yeah. i'm sure they're still there but i'm just saying it's a whole nother world now yeah no Steve, you can't punch them in the face now it's fucking crazy you know you can't do what we used to do you know never never i mean yeah. you know it's, it's over Big wheels are over. That's why you'll see in the video. I have so I have a, a little punk rock kid on a big wheel. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some funny shit. There's some funny shit in the video. How, but, how, many, how many tracks are on this new album, though, Tim? Well, I'm not doing albums anymore. That's like kind of played out. I mean, I guess maybe I'll do another one, but I, I have enough material for fucking like two albums. So is this just, a, just a, sin, a single uh, upstage dropping it. No, no, it's it's an EP. Okay, five song EP. It's called Resurrected. So and um, it's Angry Corpses Resurrected, and and basically uh, um, the first single will be Kill the Bully. Um, then we'll 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 probably drop the track with Capadonna after that disorder, and uh, hopefully we'll get a show out here, maybe a slew of shows. Like a nice little run on the East Coast and maybe one on the on the West Coast and Midwest to West Coast. It'll be nice uh, to start it off just to say hello. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what we're probably our intentions are going to be. Um, you know, but like I said, it's it's not it, it's not easy getting that together anymore. It's not like you have the band in the basement all in New Jersey anymore. You know, it's just yeah. scattered around. But I. I I love everybody that's playing with us, and they're the best group of guys. Donnie's a great vocalist. His voice fucking shreds and I fucking... Yeah, uh, he's a cool dude, bro. Yeah, and he's the coolest guy. Everyone's digging him that's meeting him and all the OGs. Like, 
the dudes from AF and sick of it all. He's been chilling with all them guys. And it's just, it's really dope to see that. And uh, same same here for um, Monster. It's just, Monster's played, who has he, he played with? I mean, he's played with everybody. Uh, from Madball to um, uh, DRI. I mean, just go look, go check Walt Monster Ryan's Facebook page, man. It's in there. It's like, it's like a fucking Bible. Nice. Like a When's Bully supposed to come out? When's the video coming out? Kill the Bully is... Uh, the thing is, right now, it's being edited. So I think the label wants to drop it as soon as we okay all the edits. Like, gotcha. very soon. So I think very soon. Huh? Because, like, the record, it's, you know, it was, the album cover was drawn by my, my guy Thomas Panera, who I met through James DeMaria, who plays in Heathen and Toxic. And Thomas is an amazing artist from Brazil. James played on the Hate record, the the one that we dropped a couple years ago, the MOD Classic TK record, which is Tim and Ken. It stood for, uh, and and uh, that was the name that we were awarded after the judgment in court that we worked out, and after all the drama stuff that we went through and uh, trying to do a reunion. So, um, so you know, we, we lost those letters. Here we are. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to Angry Corpse's material now and, and the, the band. Like I said, the guys are great. So I know live it's going to be sick. Nice. And the guitar players I'm talking to, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, and so are they. And everyone's kind of stoked about it. So it, it feels good. It feels good from, from my age and knowing that, you know, everything's changed now, the business so much that a lot of guys gave up already and don't even play. But for me, I'm kind of, I'm just having fun with it. Like you see me in my truck right now, I work every day. I got my own LLC with a, a transport for nurse aids business. And I've been doing it all throughout COVID and all throughout since the Blue Room got shut down. Yeah. So, um, you know, but this is what I do. I just constantly work and do music and keep it real and, Got nothing to hide or try to act like uh, I'm someone else. That's the last thing I'll do. That's what. That's who I write about. Yeah, listen, dude. We, you know, it's funny, man. You know, the older you get, to you slow down a little bit at it, but and you you deal with less bullshit at it. But uh, listen, I can't stop playing either. Like I, you know, I just still got to keep doing something. So I'll put it down for a while and then pick it back up again. And just that's that's just what I've been doing for now since like I guess since I was. I guess I started when I was 15. I guess I started like freshman year because I never forget me and the kid who was playing guitar that I became friends with in high school. His name was Such. He was actually the fifth member in MOD. And he was like, no one knew that. But like at the Ritz show, he played two more shows after that. Cause we got, we got, we did the demo after the Ritz show. And his playing on the demo wasn't that good. And then after the demo was, I mean, after the, we did like two more shows and we were, you know, we were told, oh, he has to straighten out or he's gone. And we're just going to, you know, Tim's going to be the main guitarist. And I can't play leads for shit. Neither could he. But he was like underpicking all the rhythms and it is what it is. But he was my best friend. But what happened was he was playing guitar in high school and uh freshman year and i said man i like your guitar i want to start playing my cousin used to play locally in garfield and his good friend john copaz and my cousin fred and they everyone used to all jam in my area and i'm like you know we we i was just like i i, I love this like I, I gotta learn how to play 
And one year I just bought his old piece of shit X guitar. It was no, no brand. It was like an X on it. It was <laughs> fucking horrible. I bought it and just played all summer. And by the end of the summer, we had a band started and we were horrible, but we still had a band started. Awesome. And, and that's how it all started. And it's just wild. It's just wild to say I'm still doing it. I mean, my wife looks at me with 10 heads like, why are you still doing it? But, you know, but that's pretty normal. We're used to that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I had a fucking question. Like, so after like, you know, the COVID and everything, how long after everybody couldn't play music and do all the things that you're doing now, how long after that were you able to just get back on it? Like, all right, it's like, like you miss a beat. Yeah, man. I mean, shit. Like, COVID was just tripped out. I actually wrote a song called Anxiety Society, which I'd like to put out, too, even though COVID seems like it's over. I hope, fucking God, this shit is over. Yeah. Bottom line is, like, uh, I got anxious myself and went through some shit myself during COVID. It, I, I worked with the nurse aide, so I was an essential worker. So, dude, I was, like, smoking cigarettes again. I was drinking a little more than normal. I was fucking just tripping like i couldn't sleep at night it's like i had headaches so like i i put it all into the song so i wrote the song about how like we were just tripping out over being home and listening to these fucking people on the news about this shit and everything and it was just like you know but but yeah i mean my first show back was actually a hip-hop show because i booked hip-hop artists i had styles p in new jersey um and it was wild. It was a hundred people standing room only, and it got canceled the f the first. No, it actually got canceled twice because of COVID. And he still stuck by, and we still did it. We did it on the third three strikes. You're out. I guess we made it. Uh, hopefully, the Yankees are doing good right now. <laughs> I was watching; they were winning before four nothing. But but anyways, you know. It is what it is. I started back with that, and then I started saying, okay, now I got two artists I'm working with in the studio because I produce records, too. You know, I produce hip-hop shows, and I slowed my roll on all that since I lost the Blue Room putting shows on and all that. But sometimes I still do some stuff. It just depends. Um, it's just too stressful to me anymore. Like, I, I just lost the uh, vibe of booking and stuff. But, yeah, we were right on it. COVID made me write a bunch of shit. I mean, COVID had me home brainstorming. You know, I was just like, I was just writing tons of material. And I have so many great songs. Like, I got some really cool songs for the future. And, I, you know, I definitely want people, we want to continue to do it. And we're hoping that our timing is right now. And uh, it feels like it is. We all feel really good about it. Uh, Angry Corpses is here to stay. Um, and we got the blessings from Ken and I got his ashes right here in this, nice. uh, in this base, nice. in a bass guitar that his father sent me. So since I got these ashes, all of a sudden it reversed my sorrows and my, my thoughts, like just like thinking about them all the time. So for some reason, it just like totally uplifted my spirits and, and, and turned everything around. Um, so, uh, you know, he was a brother, so it's, it was very, very hard for me. Good. Well, now you got his energy around your neck. So that's giving you some fucking power right there. That's good. It, it's so true. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's what happened to me. 
and it was like an instant ball of energy and uh kind of everything just fell into place and i feel the love the biggest thing is i feel the love from all the old timers and they all showed out with cars motorcycles and just came out old punks and thrashers and talking like really cool people man you'll see them in the video but some guys are photographers that photograph the misfits and overkill and all that they're from my, our area michael vianis actually i'll drop his name mike came out and bt from the wretched ones and the burnt one of the oldest punk rockers in in new jersey and one of my oldest friends that uh got me even more into punk because i used to watch the burnt and at their practices all the time when i was a young kid and i used to go to their shows and help them roadie and then slam and you know hurt some people having fun no, yeah. just joking but yeah i got it i got it, it used to, <laughs> used to be fun. hey tim uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want to touch on this topic but we do have to ask because i mean yeah, I'm, sure. I'm curious is um is I, I saw a facebook post that you were talking about fucking billy talking shit on kenny after he passed away what the fuck is his problem that's the holy that's the thing like it you know like, that's a fucking bitch move to talk about somebody who passed away you know we all know this and and everyone's chimed in on it and i don't know if he just i don't even know like i i, I don't know what to even say anymore because i thought it was well uh under the bridge by now like it, here was a chance here was a chance because years later after we had our beef of trying to do a 30-year reunion that failed because we, we couldn't even speak to the man. It just got so fucking, like, he was like a fucking hand grenade. But like a hand grenade, you know, fucking that, you know, didn't have to, it didn't have to happen like that. It's just like, you know, it's just you can't speak to somebody like this. You know, that that's just so fucking just, I guess, I don't know if it's just misery or what the fuck it is in your life. You know, to just be a fucking scumbag. There's, there's a mental, there's a mental illness going on there with that kind of shit. But, you know what I mean? You know, I, I figured I was, you know, going to be honest about the, the the answer, and I'm just going to tell you, like, you know, you don't have to be a time bomb like that when you're just talking to band members that are trying to, you know, build to do something cool as almost like a bow out. To me and Ken, we didn't. At that point, we didn't really give a flying fuck about doing more than a couple of weeks, you know, shows or something. But we didn't want to get together for just two or three shows. We thought that sucked. If we're going to, you know, rehash up all those songs and obviously now you can't do a lot of these songs. I mean, you, who wants to be, you know, I think that was part of the, the reason why things just got all crazy. Because it's like, you know, I just think it just rehashed a lot of fucking weird things i don't i don't really know what to say about it but you don't ever ever threaten anyone's family member and you don't ever talk about someone's father that's a, a world war ii hero and a veteran and, and a respected man like my father there was a lot of nasty shit that was done that is just it's just mind-blowing why anyone has to fucking go there you yeah. did not have to go there. and the shit he said the reasons why he had outbursts about shit was absolutely fucking 110% bullshit and a lie. So, I mean, on my mother's grave who died when I was two years old, it was all fucking bullshit. And, 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 and on top of it all, 
you know, then once Kenny died, here it is all these years go by, a few years go by, you you maybe you maybe had a fucking you maybe had a chance to at least say, Hey, you know, things have changed and time times time's gone by and passes the past by I just wanna say my condolences or anything nice. No. Instead, he not only rips on Kenny dying, I'm glad he's dead, but he talks shit about Johnny and Marsha, you know, which was fucking like, like, I, 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 it's just, I, I can't even fucking explain. How come someone like that age got all this fucking animosity built up like this? I mean, seriously. So, I mean, like, and I don't give a fuck you say, oh, he's this guy. I don't give a fuck. You you you're not a fucking you're a garbage human is what you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a garbage human. You're what I fucking been writing about my whole life. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says about it. I mean, I don't I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care if you still like them. That's your that's on you, bro. That's on you because you know what? I walked in these shoes myself. You're not gonna walk in my shoes and tell me what I fucking dealt with with the guy. But ultimately, that's the truth on it. And there's nothing else to say about it. Because glorifying a rat is not nothing that I want to do. Yeah. But that's the truth of the matter, and that's it. And I'm done. My yeah. hands, after you said shit about Kenny now, and talking shit, I'm fucking done with you, man. Like, you're fucking poison. Your tongue's poisonous, and I'm fucking done. And you're, you're, I'm, I'm watching you, bro. I don't yeah. care. Listen, after the shit I seen seen him go through with you and 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 all that and all that kind of shit, it just honestly it put him in that category with like a Rick to life kind of fucking maniac. You know what I mean? It's you just know, like, he tried to flip that around, saying it was like us, and we're like, "Are you kidding me, my man? Like, we don't even I like that guy. That guy. I was one of the guys that found out about that douche. Yeah, like yeah, what yeah. he was doing, Rick to life. So fucking fuck him too. Yeah, and fucking. <laughs> Bottom line is, you know what? There's no room for fucking people like this. Like, and all these hardcore dudes too out there. I'm just going to tell you, man, it's cool. You don't want to fucking, you know, you don't want to believe a word I say or whatever. I could give a fuck less because I know what I'm saying is true. And I don't give a fuck. He already made the threats, already did the shit that he shouldn't have did. So whoever the fuck is down, cool. If you ain't cool, do your fucking thing. Keep walking. Don't fucking talk shit. Don't come up to me and say shit. That's it. I'm done. I'm 53-year-old grown man. And he even, the shit he said was directed towards my son. My son would kick the living shit out of him. My son's fucking three inches taller than me. So he's big. He's a big boy. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck, man. I'm done with all the bullshit. So I'm glad. There it is. There's the fucking truth. Get it out there. Capture yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing it all go down when all that shit started going down. It was fucking stupid. I mean, we're all over it, but obviously, yes. I gotta say what I gotta say. Like, I was gonna, I couldn't let that go. Yeah, I don't I blame you. Oh man, and I'm glad that I didn't because everybody saw it, and now pretty much everyone that's ever known him and known him through me, and everyone that's n- knew him and don't want to know him anymore, they're all. Everyone's been hitting me up, so, and I don't want. Listen, I don't want. I don't care about whatever happens to him he could go out tour do mod do his shit give a fuck what the fuck he does for the rest of his life he's yeah. cut off that's he's a it piece of shit bro he's a fucking piece of shit yeah well that's why we call him bm you know it's a t- pile of poop <laughs> <laughs> i mean who who wants you know it's a shame it has to come down to it but i don't give a fuck yeah if anyone got something to say to me man my number is 201 923 
7979. Give me a call. <laughs> there you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to deal with all that. hardcore, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to deal with that bullshit. I remember when that was all going down. I was like, oh, man. Fuck I this. know. You know, everyone, everyone said, you should have seen, if I could snapshot every single text and, you know, people hit me up, texting me, calling me, messaging me, all that shit, you know. But you know what? Like I said, we just, we just gave some airtime to it. And you know what? That's the last I'm going to do. Yeah. That's it because I'm I'm just fucking I don't need to and yeah. I don't care about it and all I care about is my family and my hardcore family my thrash community um, all the people that have been waiting to hear the new angry corpses and I want to play shows with all all my family all the bands all the great bands like Silence Silence Equals Death that are on our label Brick by Brick. Um, Crown of Thorns, Scarhead, you know, like, you know, and, and every everybody pretty much um, that's been doing it and that we've been playing with, even when I was with Full Scale Riot, and I still love my Full Scale Riot brothers and and all my all my people that I've worked with throughout the years. Uh, it's it's a true blessing to be able to keep going because I even had my own health situation that. Uh, could have could have caused some problems i mean i've i've had some problems throughout the year that's why i've been steadily hitting the gym and get my life in order yeah getting older man got to take care of yourself dude your son your, so your son you said your son's bigger than you you got him playing drums dude if i ever had a son i'd make him a drummer i'd be like bro you're playing drums <laughs> I, I, that's the smart way out i you know i i know a lot of people always say that now my son really he he likes hip-hop and my my kid he likes our, He likes my music, and he likes a lot of heavy stuff. But he just does his own thing. He's got. He's just got married, and I'm so happy for him. And nice. and uh, you know, he's his own person, and and I love that he is. And you know, uh, he's got his own business, and he's he's doing well. And you know, that's that's all I. I I'm just I'm just blessed, man. I got a, a great wife that got my back and has been there throughout all this craziness as well and uh it's just uh it's great man between all the friends and, and and the respect and love that's been shown um i really don't need to validate myself and i'm not i have no reason to lie hell yeah so well tim man always good talking to you we're gonna fucking uh wrap things up if you want p plug all your stuff that you uh that you got coming out and all that kind of stuff the angry corpses stuff anything else you want to plug yeah, uh, you know, just look for Angry Corpses on Upstate Record, um, uh, Upstate Records, and it should be happening sooner than later. Uh, so the single "Kill the Bully" should be dropping very shortly, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get some type of dates to announce. Uh, keep watching out for us, and uh, if you want to check out for uh, for me, if you want, I'll plug my website. If you want to check out like thirty five years of music of my history and my background i put it all into clothing now so i got a tripsquadunlimited.com is where you can go to and check that out too and uh like i said this this new ep resurrected from angry corpses uh it's going to be something that all of you are going to be very very psyched once you hear it and uh i appreciate all the support from everybody and thank you guys for having me oh man i'm really happy to have you on man thank you very all right, man. You know, Sam, thank you for coming on the show, man. And 
if anybody you know out there, bro, go out there and fucking support Angry Corpses, man, because they're a fucking good fucking band, straight out of fucking Jers. Yeah. I don't care where I don't care where you're where the DRP is from and all that, but it's a Jers band, bro. Roots, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Hopefully, we get the place very soon, man. Gotta gotta hit the city. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys, man. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you so much, Tim. Good luck, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. All right, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Talk to you guys. Conspiracy. You don't know what to believe. 